And now, Jalen and Jacoby on ESPN Radio. Where the fuck is Worry about my posse getting jumped. Cause if we ever do, yo TV, pop the trunk. Cause we make a pop the trunk and hit the sweep. Now act stupid, I'll pop the trunk. Now give me your bubble, He is Jalen Anthony Rose. What up, Del? I'm David Jacoby. And on the cool check-in. Center stage on the mic. And we're putting it on wax. It's the new stuff. We're Jalen and Jacoby. What do we do? We get a people. What? Yes. Go. What they want. I have to start the proceedings by wishing my brother... Jalen Rose, a happy birthday. Thank you, family. It's tomorrow. Thank you. We decided to give you the day off. Thank you. Just you don't have to do anything. No get up. No, no it day just worked out well. I'm you like, know? wait a minute. It's my birthday? I don't so, have to do get up? We will and have, We will have the oh, man. future media star, Marcus Spears, Spears, in tomorrow in person. That's bro, bro. Love Marcus Spears so much. Shout if out. you don't know, Google Marcus Spears. Follow him on all social. He... He's. I, I'm just afraid he's going to take our job. That's the homie. You know what I mean? Like you gotta be. You gotta be self. You gotta preserve yourself. Is there enough for everybody? Yeah, yeah it's enough. For okay. Everybody. Because he's taking somebody's job soon. I love Marcus Spears. Well, there's a lot to discuss when we get into the television content, AD controversy, tampering, accusations, investigations, reports, various reports. I need a vacation from different sources. <laughs> Boogie and the Warriors in 11 in a row Gordon Hayward scoring two points Haunted houses, missing children We'll get to all of it But right now, it's been like three weeks since we did a voicemail So Reggie's got Three <laughs> weeks of voicemails just piled up So I know he's got some fire on deck Let's hear it, Reg Jalen and Jacoby, peace and blessings This is Aaron from New Jersey longtime listener, huge, huge fan Two quick points, one Reg, you ever think about changing your IG handle to shout out Reg, since everyone knows you that way? Shout out. Two, Jacoby, boss move on getting a vasectomy. I got one done after my son was born. Jalen, you mentioned that Jacoby should have given Joy foot rubs when she was pregnant. The vasectomy is a way to make up for all of that. Okay. Dave. So we got three weeks of voicemails piled up. This is why I think Reggie doesn't listen to him. The first voicemail that he plays, the first thing out of this guy's mouth is Shout out. about Reggie's Instagram handle. So we got three weeks, Anthony Davis requesting trades, the Super Bowl, the biggest sporting event in the country is coming up this weekend. Any questions about that? Nope. No. Any questions about Anthony Davis requesting a trade? Any questions about the Warriors going on a streak? No. Any questions about James Harden's streak? No, nope, none of that. No. The people don't want that. That's not what the people want. The people want to talk about Reggie's Instagram handle. Yep. This just proves my point that Reggie just listens to the first voicemail and puts it on the air. That just proves the, my point. It proves my point. I try. I, tr- I, tr- I try to be neutral here. Oh, no, you try to support Reg. I, I try to be traffic You try to cop. support Reg. I try to be Mills Lane. I tried to do it, but you got him on this one. I got him on this one. And then the second point, because I know you don't listen to the voicemails, Jalen Rose, is he said, it was a boss move for me to get a vasectomy. 
Cool. I appreciate the support. Big shout to the caller. Didn't ask a question. Just gave me a compliment. I'll take it. But see, this is this is. I'm gonna I'm gonna start I'm gonna start complaining again. I feel myself starting to complain again. <laughs> I don't want to start the show I like feel this. Like Kawhi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, yo, someone give me the password to the voicemails. Somebody give me the password to the voicemails. I need the password to the voicemails. I'm gonna start I'm gonna start doing this myself. As if I don't have enough responsibilities on this program anyway. I'm gonna start doing it myself. You know what? Let's just you know what? Let's just get to people what they want. Got to give We all know what happened yesterday. He said he's not signing extension with the Pelicans. Quote unquote requested a trade. And now the Pelicans, they've released a statement. Let's take a look at what the Pelicans have to say about all this. I love the wording in this. Relative to specific talks of a trade, we will do this on our timeline. One that makes sense for our team and it will not be dictated by those outside of our organization. We have also requested that the league to strictly enforce the tampering rules associated with this transaction. Jalen Rose, we all know what that says on the surface, but what are the Pelicans really saying with that statement? This is about to be an ugly, nasty, messy divorce. Ooh, what makes you feel that way? Because the Pelicans already feel like LeBron James has been tampering with Anthony Davis. Hmm. They already understand that if the Lakers called them and they look down at their phone and see an area code 310-323-213 on their phone, y'all better be talking about giving us five players. Oh, I'm sending y'all the voicemail. Well, the thing I found interesting about this was the timeline stuff. Because the Lakers package, their offer, isn't necessarily going to change in the next week and in the next eight months. So if you're the Pelicans, you're like, all right, so this is what you have to offer me? Fine. Thank you very much. I'll take Anthony Davis, and I'll play Anthony Davis until the offseason, and then I'll decide whether or not I want to take this offer from you. And you know what else it does for New Orleans? It ruins, it wrecks this season. Oh, yeah. I mean, this season didn't look great to begin with, especially with Anthony Davis being out with this finger injury. So here's another question for you, Mr. Rose. Let's say they don't trade him. By the trade deadline, which is very much a possibility based on everything that Woj is reporting, based on everything that we've read in this statement. Does Anthony Davis' injuries linger a little longer? Does he play a little less? Does he try to stay fresh? How does it work? This is where things get awkward. Because now we were, at first we were a unified front. We were pulling in the same direction and we had the same goals. Mm -hmm. When you say you don't want to be here anymore, now there's a fork in the road. You're looking out for you. I'm looking out for me. So for the organization and for the fans, they're going to be monitoring what you just said really close. And if they think, if they feel that he's not playing and he's healthy, that's really going to be an issue for his for for his reputation. Well, that's we we saw this with Kawhi Leonard last year, and Anthony Davis is kind of injury prone, right? Like he's you know he's he, he's been hurt. And he's got this finger issue now. Couldn't you say, oh, I went to go see the finger specialist. I got a second opinion, and they say that maybe I shouldn't play. And he makes sure that he doesn't get injured for the rest of the season. Well, you'll have a, an, an entire state and legion of Pelican fans also giving you the finger. <laughs> no way, shape, or form now are you representing our best interest when you tell us you want to leave. Because you know what? This is a point that people never make. When a, when your best player says that, like LeBron did in Cleveland, mm-hmm. like KD did, 
and OKC, and he eventually tweeted, subtweeted, burner account tweeted what I'm about to say. You're basically saying this coaching staff and these guys that I play with, they ain't good enough to give me a championship. Yep. Quick question. Yes or no? Will they trade Anthony Davis before no, the trade deadline? Absolutely. So then we're going to end up in this situation. So you've been in the NBA locker room, I haven't. Let's say they don't trade Anthony Davis. He's showing up to work. He's showing up to practice. He's on the plane. He, what is going to change between him and his teammates? Benedict Arnold. It's almost like, oh, when you didn't step in to take that charge, it's because you don't want to sacrifice your body for us. Now everything has a reason. We're not a unified front anymore. You want to bounce. Why do you want to leave? Because you want to go join players that you think are better than us to help you get a championship when you're supposed to be the best player making us better and win championship. And let's not forget, this is the same Pelicans team that played pretty well in the playoffs last year. So here's what I want to make sure I acknowledge. Of course, started by Kurt Flood back in the day, I applaud, love, and happy sports has free agency. But as the pop father taught us about pre-agency, that gets a little murky. Because now all of a sudden, you have to play with Drew Holiday. You have to play with Miritich. Mm-hmm. But also, those are supposed to be your boys. You just told them they weren't good enough. That's why you're leaving. You're leaving to go play with the Lakers because you feel like they can get you to your goals. And so I'm going to make sure I'm always the person that notes that's an admission for a player that says, I can't get it done here as the best player. I need to go somewhere else and possibly be the second or third best player in order to get my goal accomplished, which is also fine. I mean, that's what we saw from KD. And then there's all these rumors about KD leaving Golden State because it feels like, all right, I was the second or third best player on that team. We won a championship, and now I'm going to bounce so I can be the best player on the team and try to win another championship and rectify all of this. It's really interesting. Now, this, what, what else is interesting is the wording in the statement and also the wording in Woj's reporting. They need an overwhelming package to trade him before the deadline. I got it for you. Oh, what's that? I'll literally give them six names and tell y'all to give me five of them. And I'm not pump faking. Y'all, three? Oh, don't even call me no more. Four? Oh, don't even call me no more. You know the you know the usual suspects. I need to take KCP to make it work. Of course. Kuzma, Ball, Ingram, and give me either Zubac or Wagner. You give me five of those six, I'll send them over there to you tomorrow. So why do you think this won't get done before the deadline then? Because I don't believe the Lakers going to offer that. Hmm. That's the issue. They'll probably offer Kuzma and or Ingram and or Ball and a first round pick. So that's not going to get the deal done. done. Well, this I found interesting too. Scott Kushner is a Pelicans reporter and columnist for the New Orleans Advocate. So he's, he's in there. Like he, he, he's the worst with New Orleans Advocate. And he had this tweet, which has kind of gone under the radar. Alvin Gentry said he spoke to AD at length today and he plans to play out the season. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. So you're, (laughs) wait, 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 wait. So you're trying to tell me that the same guy whose agent requested a trade about 10 days before the trade deadline, trying to leave town, also told the coach that he plans to play out the season? This is a classic example of why you don't see this take place. And also when you hear the term, there's no I in team because this is a relationship business because while you're a great player 
you still need us. He needs his head coach. Okay? They have practice. They have games. Do you think Anthony Davis really went to Alvin Gentry and was like, oh, Alvin, listen, listen, I know what you read in the papers. I know what I know what ESPN's reporting. I know what everyone's talking about. But I don't mean that. I want to play with you guys. Yes, he said it. Why? Because what else is he going to say? They have basketball. They play four basketball games a week. What is he supposed to but say? Here's the thing. Actions speak louder than words. I would just look at him in the face and be like, I don't believe you. You need more people. He don't control his destiny. They do. That's the point. He's not a free agent right now. They control his destiny. They can ship him to the Suns if they want to. There's a lot of teams putting together packages for him, right? And then as Woj is reporting that there are some contending teams that wouldn't even mind if it's a rental. They'll put together a package for him, try to get him, try to win a championship this year. Correct. Can you see something like that happening? I can see teams trying to do it. I can't see it happening. Now, we have... Multiple cases of players that fall under that pre-agency category. Kyrie, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, now Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, right? So, for a guy like that, who has let us know that he doesn't want to be here, that kind of suppresses your value mm-hmm. publicly because they know that we're forced to kind of do a deal. And I'm not about to be rushed in nine days to do a deal with one of the handful of best players in the league unless you just give me a knockout offer. And what can most teams offer? Their first or second best player. So if I'm giving up one of them, why would I bring him in when he just showed me he can't leave lead New Orleans to a championship? It don't make sense for the Knicks to give up a number one pick and give up Porzingis. It's just going to be New York Pelicans. What two teams are always discussed from the very beginning of the season when you said that he was going to leave New Orleans? What two teams always come up? Lakers, because they have young assets that have performed in their own rookie contracts. And the Celtics, who have that as well, plus they have multiple first-round picks. Well, my man, Chris Haynes, now of Yahoo Sports, formerly of ESPN, had an interesting report. Here's what he had to report. Regarding team preferences... Boston is not a top target for Davis, sources said. There's a growing belief of uncertainty that Kyrie Irving will re-sign with Boston, sources said, even though he vowed to do so at the beginning of the season. Wait a second. 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 So now there's a report that Anthony Davis doesn't want to go to the Celtics. Not a not a top. Not, not a top choice of his. Where do you think this is coming from? So here's where it gets tricky. When you put out a statement that acknowledges that you were you request to be traded a part of the subject and reasoning behind it was you want to go to a contender you want to be on a team that's going to put you in position to win so therefore like the Toronto Raptors you'll take a chance on Kawhi Leonard mm-hmm. so if you're the Boston Celtics and July comes and he's still with the Pelicans you take a chance on Anthony Davis Great players usually don't choose to play for three teams in three years. Talked about that multiple times. Paul George stayed. Kawhi may leave. We'll see what happens with AD. If a deal doesn't get done and we're past the trade deadline and he plays out the season with the Pelicans. My back. My neck and my back. He plays out the season (laughs) with the Pelicans. Would Danny Ainge and the Celtics put together a package with all those young players and assets that, that could help really help them 
to rent Anthony Davis for one year. You're not renting him for one year. You're bringing him in, getting him familiar with the culture, and hope that convinces him to stay. With the understanding that it could be a rental. And so you then challenge you then challenge the player at his word. I just brought you into a Toronto. We're number one seed. We're good. You say you want to be a contender? We are a contender. Mm-hmm. So now if you leave and go to a bad team, oh, he's just trying to get paid. He just want to be he he what he was saying ain't really what he's about. That exposes the player as well based on what his words were. Jalen Rose, all we talk about is Anthony Davis all day long. All my friends want to talk about is Anthony Davis. But quietly, the Warriors have come out and played. Warriors come out and play. They now have won 11 straight games after beating the Victor Oladipo-less Pacers last night. You're well soon, Vic. Seems like they've really turned a corner. And Steph Curry gave us a little bit of insight into what's going on in that locker room. Let's listen. Let's with the, uh, what game this is, I think it's 50 in the about how quickly that kind of gets uh, springs on you. You get back from All-Star break, you're sub-30 games, and you're like, all right, playoff, playoff mentality time and start to ramp it up, so we're starting early. Playoff mentality, starting to ramp it up, starting early. They've got 32 games left in the season, Jalen Rose. They currently have 14 losses. How many losses do you think they will end the season with? They currently have 13. 14. 14 with 32 games left, approximately. I say they lose about six more. I think so too. That was the number that was in my head as well. They're going to end up like 62 and 20. Yeah, they're going to get to 60. And they'll probably just lose one at the end because they're just resting people. Or Absolutely. Like, this, this feels to me, again, like the Warriors are going to go on another run. They've, their Boogie Cousins has been, he's, he's been involved. They've folded him in. The Warriors look so good. That it's almost like I prefer to talk about Anthony Davis because the championship is over. I'm save, just gonna say I'm gonna do the media <clears throat> thing. It's over. Might as well skip the playoffs. Save this clip. Save this clip. January 29th. It's gonna be broken news when it happens. Putting it on wax. There are gonna be speed bumps for the Golden State Warriors. I disagree. On the way to winning the Western Cup. I disagree. I think it's gonna be like it was a couple years ago when when they just breezed through the playoffs. No. If they have to play against Houston. And OKC, two teams that both have all-star level players in the backcourt. They just so happen to have two guys on both of those teams that have won MVPs the past two seasons. And another guy, Paul George, who's starting in this year's all-star game. OKC has a lot of length. They do a lot of switching on the perimeter. That's a great recipe for going against the Golden State Warriors. They have a big in Steven Adams. They play great defense. That can make Boogie work and or frustrate him and, and or Draymond. And there's a wild card. Robertson. Russell. And when he's the wild card, remember, KD used to play with them. Clearly doesn't anymore. And also, who do you think will be guarding him? Steph. And instead of being at the three-point line, he's going to be in the post. Yep. Oh, that's how they're going to run their offense. Yeah. Ain't gonna be no hiding. So of course I love the Warriors. Love the Splash Brothers. I love Steph Curry. I feel like everybody else. They're the untouchables of the NBA. True story. But this idea that they're about to breeze through the playoffs like the 89 Pistons and lose one game. They're about to. Or like they did last year. They're about to. That ain't happening. They're about to. They are about to. If you could take the Warriors or the field, 
If you had to gamble, Warriors or the field, you're taking the Warriors. In the NBA, I would take the Warriors. In college basketball, I'm taking the field. Duke not winning it this year. So we spoke about this yesterday. An unnamed warrior called Gordon Hayward a liability on offense and defense. What did Gordon Hayward do last night in the Celtics win over the Nets? Played 21 minutes. Scored two points. Jalen Rose. Is this a, you know what, I'm coming back from injury. Let me get my sea legs underneath me. Let me just reacclimate to the speed in the, in the NBA game. Let me get my wind. This season's a little bit of an adjustment season for me, but I'm going to be back up to peak form. You haven't seen the best Gordon Hayward you've seen. Or is this, shame what happened to Gordon Hayward. Remember that injury <laughs> on opening night against right. the Cavs? Right. Man, man. Right. Man, he really looked like he was going to be a special player. It's a shame what happened to Gordon Hayward. Which one is it? I think this is a recovery season. You're not going to see the Utah version of Gordon this year. Not this year? You're not going to see Are we going to see it again? But you will see it again. And here's the other thing. His role has changed. In Utah, he was the number one option. Oh, yeah. They ran all of the offense through him. Whatever you see Donovan Mitchell doing right now, as it relates to opportunities and usage, that's what he was doing. So now when you come to Boston, what is he the fifth option? If that, he doesn't start. Okay. So therefore, they don't announce his name to start the game. My point exactly. Listen, I'm rooting for Gordon Hayward. Of course. I'm not so sure that we're going to see the Gordon Hayward from the Utah Jazz again. We'll see. We'll see. I'm rooting for Gordon Hayward though. Shout out. It's time for what's your number? Jalen Rose, I need a simple yes or no answer. That's it. Just one word. Do you believe in ghosts? Sometimes I do. How many words Sometimes is that? I don't. I'm trying to give you a quality answer. Okay. No. Okay. Well, I know you've heard the story about the Skirvin Hotel in Oklahoma City. Listen to this music. Kyrie Irving <laughs> is making a movie about this Skirvin Hotel because it's not just a normal hotel in Oklahoma City. There was a gentleman by the name of W.B. Skirvin. And he had an affair with one of the housekeepers named Effie. They had an illicit baby and he made Effie live upstairs locked in a room. Effie went crazy. This is true? Jumped out the window with the baby. What? Tragic. Ever since, people that stay at the Skirvin Hotel, NBA players stay at the Skirvin Hotel, have said they hear babies crying at night. They see housekeeping carts go down the hallway with no one pushing them. What? The pod father, our brother, was staying at the Skirvin Hotel, woke up in the middle of the night by sounds of a crying baby. Jalen Rose, what's your number? You say you don't believe in ghosts. So this is, this is nothing to you, right? What's your number? Knowing the pot father's woken in the middle of the night by a crying baby, what is your number to spend one night in the Skirvin Hotel? Easy. 50000 What? So you don't believe in ghosts, but you won't stay in this hotel unless someone pays you $50,000? That sounds like you believe in ghosts. I'm just letting you know that I'll do it. I'm willing to do it. By the way, it's not a surprise for me to hear somebody being woken up at a hotel because a baby's crying. In the room. Podfather wrote he felt a presence in the room. So if you're sleeping at the Skirvin Hotel knowing all this, and you hear sounds of a crying baby, what do you do? I start screaming and crying myself. <laughs> Who do you call? Uh, not Ghostbusters. 911. <laughs>
You know? How about that? <laughs> Moved to New York City. I'm a Die Easy Knicks fan, and I've decided to make my son Quincy a Die Easy Knicks fan, too. So what do you do? We watch on TV, but he gets bored. He likes the commercials more than the game. Let's be honest. So I want to take him to the games at Madison Square Garden. That Madison Square Garden experience is what made me a Die Easy Knicks fan in the first place. So I gave him the Madison Square Garden experience. Where do you get the tickets? I get all of the tickets from SeatGeek. It's an app on your phone. You download it to your phone. You pick what you want to do. They don't just have sports games, sports, concerts, events, comedy, theater, everything. Any live event, SeatGeek has it. And guess what? SeatGeek will give you the best price and the best deal. Because what they do is they go out and search all the other sites, all the other ticketing vendors, and they bring you back the best deals. And when you go there, it's easy to search to find what you're looking for, even if you're just browsing. It's so easy to use. And they've got this thing where they have light green and dark green and red seats. Guess what? And every time they'll tell you if you're getting an amazing deal, you're getting a good deal, or you're going to get a bad deal. And you know what? It's so comfortable to know when you use SeatGeek that you're getting a good deal on the seat. You know you're getting a guaranteed ticket. It's the best and easiest way to shop for tickets. I use SeatGeek to buy two seats at Madison Square Garden for me and my son, and I do so with confidence. However, they keep losing every time I take him there, and I'm thinking that that's going to start hurting his Knicks fandom. But then I'll just take him to a Nets game because the Nets are winning. So maybe I have to go to Brooklyn, and I'm going to go on to SeatGeek and get some Nets tickets and take him to Barclays. Best of all, if you go and download SeatGeek to your phone right now, our listeners get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. It's so easy. Download SeatGeek. Enter promo code Jacoby, J-A-C-O-B-Y. Get $10 off your tickets. And here's the thing. Once you live the SeatGeek lifestyle, you can't stop. I go on there just to look for things. I took Quincy to Monster Jam. I took Quincy to two Knicks games. Now I'm even thinking about going to some live music. You don't even like live music. Download the SeatGeek app to your phone. Enter promo code Jacoby, J-A-C-O-B-Y. And enjoy your live events. Time for keep it moving. If you want to discuss the topic, Jalen Rose, you say hit the brakes. If you do not, me, you, and Method Man hop in the minivan and keep it moving. Are you ready, Mr. Rose? Let's get it. The Nike Nuggets were down by 25 points to the Grizzlies and then lost historic. The Grizzlies lost historically. Keep it moving at the break. No, we're going to keep it moving, but... We keep it the moving. Kyle we keep it Anderson moving. plays at the end of the game are really bizarre. Jalen, we have some questions about your fashion choices. Keep it moving or hit the brakes? Hit the brakes. Well, you have a birthday month, as you suggested. Cultural or regional? It's cultural. And uh, you posted about that on Instagram. So here's my question. Are you wearing a onesie? Is that a onesie? It you is. Are in, is that is there feet on it, or is it just no feet? No feet, but that is a onesie. So you are wearing a onesie. That that's a boss move. That is a boss move. So, I, I I saw it on Instagram and I was like, wait, 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 wait. His sweatshirt never stops. <laughs> I was like, the sweatshirt never stops. I do, now I've got it in my head that every day you do the show, you go home. You take your fly jacket off with your pocket square and your turtleneck game, and then you just put it in a onesie every day. Please tell me that's the reality. So I realized that it's efficient for what I'm trying to get accomplished in the winter in particular. What are you trying to get accomplished? Because I like to wear pajama pants and or a top. Usually if I don't have on the top, I'll have on like a thermal or a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. If I get a little chilly and I'm just walking around the crib, I'll rock a robe. 
But the onesie is the combination of all. Of all of those things. You know what I mean? And it has a hood. It's a hooded onesie? Absolutely. What? Good for you. Great. I need some onesies. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy myself a onesie for your birthday. We'll have to get with Puma and get some made. Shout Next, out. a Madden simulation has predicted that the Rams will beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Keep moving or hit the brakes. Keep it moving. Let's just keep Madden simulation. We whatever. Keep it moving. We keep it moving. Shout out to John Madden. Shout out Zion Williamson. Continue. Hit the brakes. <laughs> Well, guess what he did against Notre Dame? He had 26 On points. On the road, Zion! And four blocks. But let, let's look at some of the highlights. All right, that was pretty conventional. And then we got this block. I mean, he pinned it against the top of the backboard. Put back game and ones. Just, he's so strong and so good. So athletic. Got good hands. Has good feet. I love the intensity that he plays with. I love the enthusiasm that he shows amongst his teammates. He's going to be the number one overall pick, clearly. Good question. If a lottery team gets the number one pick, will they trade it because of the hype of Zion? Like, could they Could they dangle that you guys could have Zion in front of another team and trade it? I think whoever gets the number one pick in the lottery trades it. What? Yes. The number one pick could get traded because I want to make sure I say this. While I think he's going to be an all-star in the league, while I think He's going to continue to grow and have the potential to be an all-NBA player. There's not much higher esteem I could give a guy. But what I'm going to caution is I don't think he's going to be Akeem Olajuwon, Shaquille O'Neal, Tim Duncan, like that type of player that comes in and is a transformational type of guy that wins championships with the team he gets picked I think with. he's going to be no. the second best stretch mark four of all time behind <laughs> Charles Barkley. I saw a player comp for him that I really liked. Larry Johnson. Yep. I'm not mad at That's that. That's not bad, right? Grandma, I didn't make it up myself. I can't take credit for it. I wish I could give credit to whoever put that out there. This, I was like, you know what? He reminds me of Larry Johnson. I, this isn't a player comp. It's just a wow factor. The other player at that age I was really enthusiastic to watch play because they were stronger than everyone. They could jump higher than everyone. They were larger than everyone. Was Sean Kemp? That's a good point. That's a good one too. Yep. Moving on. Future, the rapper, new album out. I've listened to it a bunch. I like it. He says that he shops every day and spends two to three hundred thousand dollars on clothes a month. What? You're gonna have to keep, keep touring. moving or hit the brakes. You're gonna have to keep touring. That's too bad. You only awake for 16 hours yeah, a keep day. It moving. Like, you can't be we shopping every day in the future. Write some songs and songs. But you know, that's legendary stuff you say in record. Yeah. Next. The world that the Jetsons live in will soon be a reality for certain residents of Hit Miami. The brakes. Shout out to Alex, our Miami Shout news out. specialist. The Paramount Miami World Center is building a dock on top of the building. You see them building it right there. Do you know why they're building that dock, Jalen Rose? So people that live there can land their flying cars on top of the building. They're building a building now so people can land their flying cars on top of the building. Do you think this will ever come to reality or this just a pitch to get people to buy into the building? Well, here's one of the things I learned about myself when I came to New York City in particular. What'd you learn? Shout to Parrish Smith of EPMD, my brother. I love to learn things about you. And D-Wade still gets paid. Shout out. I was on the roof to do I Saw It Coming video playing... PlayStation with Ice Cube. Mm-hmm. I walk out on the building, 
We like 50 feet up. We like 50 floors up. You're higher than 50 feet. We're in New York City, like 50 floors up. Mm-hmm. I'm standing outside. I'm like, that's the that's the edge. Like, there's no railings. I'm no. like, I'm like, I'm good. I'm staying inside. Anything y'all shoot for me is gonna have to be on the inside. That is weird. First of all, because you're in control of your body. You're a very athletic person. No one's gonna push you over the edge. You can walk up to the edge yourself. Two. That is a perfect transition into our next story. There's a new exclusive hangout spot in Manhattan. Keep it moving or hit the brakes. Hit the brakes. Let's just take a look at something that happened recently in this great city of Manhattan. You see that? That is a couch stuck in a tree. <laughs> Jalen Rose, look at that, that couch in a tree. What? You need to tell me exactly what circumstances led to that real life-size couch ending up in that real life-size tree. Okay, I can do that. Explain to me what happened. Were you shooting the video? <laughs> No, here's here's how that goes. How did I explain to me? I love your confidence with this. How'd that go? You've had that couch in the family for so long. Oh yes, yeah, burn marks yeah, on it. Yeah. Kids We've have had thrown up couch. on it. Yeah, you know. But you want to preserve it. Mm-hmm. You want to keep it in the family. And okay. You want to keep hoarding it. Okay. And finally, you're like, you know what? I'm sick of this couch. So what should I do with it? We're on the 19th floor. Should I pay somebody? To come get this thing out of here <laughs> to throw it away. A. Okay. B, should I and or somebody who's helping me log this thing 19 floors to put in downstairs. front of the building? You gotta go around those corners all the time downstairs. Or C, should we just throw it off the roof? Just throw it off the roof. You think that they just went up to the top of the roof, just like you and your EMP, EMP, EMP <laughs> video. And just two of them just said one, yeah. two, Three and just threw it off the roof. And not only did they do that, they wait waited till it got dark. Yeah. Oh yeah, they did it at night. Like, you don't want to hit anybody. This. You don't want to kill somebody they with a flying this. couch. Okay, second follow question: Do you think they had a conversation like, "Wouldn't it be dope if we hit that tree"? <laughs> do you think they intentionally got stuck in the yes, tree? Yes. Yes. Do you think if it hits that tree, it'll stick? Yeah, I do. You do. All right, we're gonna throw it over that side right there. Do so, you think they perhaps could have been? Intoxicated? Absolutely. You gotta be to throw a couch off a roof. That's the only way. You can't convince me, you can't, cause you can't convince me to throw a couch off the roof unless there's yes. some medicinal or something involved. <laughs> Shout out. With all this talk about the Warriors and Anthony Davis, it's almost like, uh, we forgot about this, uh, football game that's happening this weekend, Mr. Rose. Pretty big there's game. There's a football contest coming up on Sunday between the Los Angeles Rams and the New England Patriots, and the game's called the, um, uh, toilet ball. Punch the- bowl. Oh, I have a name for Spygate Revisited. Uh, you tried to pitch me this one earlier. I'm not buying it. Spygate buying it. Revisited. I'm not buying it. It is called the Super Bowl. And uh, the Rams got to the Super Bowl not solely due to, but in large part due to a missed pass interference call that should have been called on Nikel Roby Coleman. So now Nikel Roby Coleman is a household name. Now everybody wants to talk to Nikel Roby Coleman. Well, guess what? Nikel Roby Coleman learned very quickly there are some things that you should not say to people in the media like us because here's what he had to say about the GOAT, Tom Brady, who he will face in the Super Bowl. Quote, age has definitely taken a toll. For him to still be doing it, that's a great compliment for him, but I think he's definitely not the same quarterback he was. Nickel, Nick Nick. <laughs> NRC. <laughs> Mr. Roby Coleman. You know they say don't poke the bear? Don't poke the goat. 
I've seen this happen. See, I'm a, I'm a Diazzy New England fan. I've seen this happen with other defensive backs, notably a safety on the Steelers, where before the game, they say something, and you know what, what Talon Brady does with his offensive coordinator? Let's draw something up for him. Let's draw something up for him. So, based on this quote, I'm going to predict that they will get Nikel Roby Coleman on not one, but two double moves on Sunday. That's my prediction. So my question for you, though, Mr. Rose, what do you think happened? Why did he fix his lips to say these things? Feel myself. Feel myself. And rightfully so. The second reason, and this is the most important one, confident. He's confident now. Like, as a player, I don't take these comments and feel like it's such a big deal that now all of a sudden Tom Brady's going to be better in a football game. It doesn't work that way. Oh, I don't think he's going to be better, but I think he's going to draw something up for him. Let me tell you what is, however, going to happen. And feel free, anybody that can hear my voice, to take this point, paraphrase this point. I feel like a lot of media members do that from this program anyway. Another subject for another day. Here's what's going to happen. What's going to happen? What happened in the previous game against the Saints? He basically lost the game for his team, but the refs made a mistake, and now he's feeling himself? So, therefore, the refs are already watching him oh, anyway. Yeah. Oh, good point, Jim. Remember, he, I'm went steal to, that one. he went to the locker room. And, he yep. celebrated the fact that they missed a call. And he right? showed up the refs. Oh, I love this. Right? Yep. I love this. Oh, I'm stealing this. I'm stealing this point right? from you. After the Saints game, he went to the locker room and celebrated the fact that the refs missed an obvious call. Some tells me you don't think they'll be looking at him. Actually, and I please. think the Saints are a little upset by it. So oh, much yeah. so, it seems like they continue to talk about it They're 24 still talking hours a about day. The Pro Bowl, yeah. Right? So already the refs this. had a bullseye on him. So now, if the refs have a bullseye on you and Tom Brady has a bullseye on you, I'm going to up your ante and say he gets two pass interference calls. I love it. It's going to be a long day for Nikel. That's what sets up your double moves. And one thing I love about this is he's already walked it back and be like, oh, no, 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 that was taken out of context. What context do you think that was? <laughs> like, I don't know how that gets taken out of context. Like, I, I don't think you were misquoted there. Moving on. It's a low-key interesting story from the Super Bowl that's kind of rumbled up, but no one's really talked about it. It turns out that all season long, Bill Belichick has been taking out his phone. He probably has a flip phone, right? Belichick, he probably has no, a No, he got phone. an iPhone. He got a flip phone. He got a flip phone. Got by, by the way, he treats those iPads on that sideline. Samsung. Yeah, yeah, Microsoft Surface. <laughs> that he, all season long, has been texting back and forth with Rams head coach, Sean McVay. What? What is this? What is what? What is this about? What are, why are they texting? What are they texting about? In the coaching, What's happening? In the coaching profession... For example, if you're Lincoln Riley, mm-hmm. and I believe he will be the only head coach that has two quarterbacks win the Heisman in back-to-back season that are different guys, you're going to now have people come and want to watch your practice. Of course. You want people to come see what makes Let's you Let's go tick. out to dinner and just talk. You don't think over the last 19 years the Patriots haven't established that? And so every now and then, there's going to be a pupil that Bill put his arm around like, you know what? I believe you got something special. In and you. when you get fired, you can be my offensive coordinator. <laughs> and so, all of a sudden, Sean McVay became Dabo Sweeney to Nick Saban. Now, he's taking the Clemson program to where now they're actually beating them. So, for the Rams, 
he didn't necessarily think when this relationship started that they'd probably end up in the Super Bowl playing against each other. But now they are. Do you think Bill Belichick uses emojis? No. I don't think so either. I don't think Bill Belichick uses emojis. No. It is now time for News That Matters. Jalen Rose, you know my twin daughters. They're three years old, right? You spend time with them. You kind of know where their head's at, you know, where they are in their development. They're not babies, but they're not like my five-year-old who can, like, talk and express himself and is a little more mature. They're in between. Well, there's a three-year-old named David McFadden. David McFadden. He lives in North Carolina. And somehow, David walked away. They lost David. This is bad news. Where's David? David was missing. He was missing for one day, missing for two days. I mean, it'd be a wreck. I can't even imagine if one of my kids was missing for two days. It dropped down to 20 degrees while David was missing. That's there were two inches of rain, missing for three days. What? Terrible tragedy. Well, it's good news. They found David. He's healthy. He's back home. David's all good. Shout out to David. Shout out. Here's the twist, Mr. Rose. They asked David, like, what happened when you were out there? How'd you get through? How'd you survive? What happened? David said that he had a friend that helped him through the experience. That friend was a bear. What? In where he lives in North Carolina, there are bears. What? There's no way to prove David's wrong about this. I know that my three-year-olds aren't necessarily sophisticated enough to lie about a bear accompanying them on a three-day trek through the woods. Question for you, Mr. Rose. Do you believe David had the aid of a bear? That a bear saw this young child in the woods and said, let me take care of this child. I do. Because bears are smart. Mm -hmm. And as a matter of fact, for all of the human beings out there, they're just as smart, if not smarter than us. Uh, Questionable. Questionable. I don't know if science backs that up, but I understand that's a claim that you're going to make. Right? And so I think because they are warm-blooded... They understand compassion mm-hmm. like we do. And I'm pretty sure they can sense fear and or innocence. Mm-hmm. Also acknowledging when they're not in danger. And based on all of those factors, I can believe that the three-year-old would be safe in the care versus you or I, because the bear may see us as being a threat based on our size. Would you? Okay, better question. You're walking through the woods. Because that's something you like to do, get your head right, walk through the woods. You see a bear. Now, you know you're supposed to play dead. What do you do if you see a bear in the woods? I can't trust the play dead thing. I can't either. I've always wanted this. Thank you so much. Everyone said, oh, if you see a bear, just play dead. That's not not my strategy. I'm not going to lie down and just hope the bear gets so bored that it doesn't want to eat me. There's so so many um, theories of when you should play dead and some of them are tragic so I'm not going to get into them but what I will say is I would rather feel like I gave my I'm best controlling shot. my if own I'm destiny going out, if I'm going out I'm going out running and screaming yeah that's me too man. I'm that's controlling my own destiny shout to David so tweet us shout to David IG us and let us know what you would do shout out it's time for soft move or boss move <laughs> there's a trend that's happening in the NBA that I've noticed that no one's really talking about and I love it See this? The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle headband? Those aren't regular headbands. They got a tie them up in the back. It looks dope to me. 
I love these. Why would you ever wear a regular headband when you can wear a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle headband? This is going to change the game forever. I'm not mad at them, but for me, I probably would have wore like Drew versus Jimmy because I just don't want anything swinging. The flaps? When I'm moving around, yeah. You know I don't wear do-rags, but it is, there's like a flap versus flap folded in thing, isn't there? <laughs> Jalen, a couple things I want to discuss. Number one, I had the uh, rec league basketball game yesterday. Oh, hold on, hold on, before you go there. Now, two games ago, uh-huh. you scored two points. I know. I felt bad about scoring two points. And in the last game, you were 0 for 7. Zero points. Zero points. I said to myself, I'm going I'm to shoot the shots. I got to be aggressive. I can't get in my own head. I got to be confident and aggressive. I shot those shots so confidently, so aggressively. They just didn't go in. They felt so good going out of my hand. They just didn't go in. Shots didn't go in. You didn't score again? No. Last night, I, last night, three for four from the field. Okay. Okay. Three for four from the field. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't get that many shots. I'm more of a passer, but the shots I got went down. So you got three layups in transition. Got it. No. Jump shot, jump shot, and then a jump shot that I didn't mean to bank in, but I called bank while it was in the air. Okay. So that's good money. They even tried to say, I said board, and then the guy on the other team said I had to call it. I said, I did call it. He said, no, you said board is in rebound. I was like, no, I said board is in backboard. You know what I'm doing. (laughs) They had a dude on the other team that was probably, I think he was taller than you, and I had to cover him. And he was a he was a good basketball player. And he was scoring a lot of buckets on me. Oh, he was? And the other team, the other team shot like 70% from three. I'm not, I know it sounds like this is the tall tales. Like, yo, for real, they probably, they had, they shot 70% from three. They were just a better team than us. We was just, it was just like, yo, we didn't play bad. So how many games remain in, in this season? Oof, probably six. Right now we're two and four. And the games happen once a week. So that's six more weeks. Yeah. I promise I'll come and participate. Don't, don't make promises. You're not going to back up. But only Don't make promises if. you're not going to No, but. No, no. There, there's a couple of buts. The game, the game started at 9.15 last night. There's a couple of buts. I hate running time. What do you want me to change the rules for you? No. Yeah. I need to start and play the whole game. We have a first five to show up. We, we have a very even squad. Everyone's like on the same level. Everyone contributes in different ways. The first five people to show up start. So you come with me. I will show up early to make sure I start. Okay. We only have like six people. Okay. The other team had nine people. Okay. Everyone was making shots. They did, I can't tell you, but this team was just lights out from three. Okay. And they had this dude. He would just come down. He was bigger than me, stronger than me. He would seal me like a professional basketball player. They would give him a nice pass on the other side of where I'm not. He would just like catch that. it there and he would just rotate and just lay it up. And if he, if he would, when I wasn't covering him, I would come over and try to help. He would just score over both of us. <laughs> and guess what? If they didn't miss threes, if they did miss a three, he would just get the rebound and put it back. We played, we played all right though. So afterwards, we had to commiserate. We had some adult beverages as we do after the games. And you know, there's some interesting basketball games on. The Nuggets and Grizzlies went went right to the end. Good job tanking Grizzlies. So I don't know how it happened, but it all fell apart for them at the end. Huh, interesting. They were winning by 25 and lost. Yep. Huh, that's so weird. I wonder how that happened. That Kyle huh. Anderson play at the end of the game was really bizarre. It, ah, yeah. Uh missed a shot, missed another open shot. And then didn't from the baseline. Want, first started with didn't want the shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then really didn't want the shot. So then get behind the backboard and make the improbable shot. Here's a question. I believe in my heart that the players on the court are trying to win the game. They can play certain lineups and bench certain players in an effort to to help the organization by not winning. But I, I believe in my heart that all players are trying to win the game. Do you think that is true? Here's what happens. 
So it's like chess. The management can navigate who's in uniform. Yep. The coach only can use the players that he has access to. Because, by the way, a coach don't want those L's on their record either. But what about Ennis Cantor? I'm a Daisy Knicks fan. I love Ennis Cantor. I understand he has the defensive issues. But he gets buckets. And he's not playing a minute. There's not a minute for Ennis Cantor when you're playing Luke Cormick. Stop trying for Zion is what they've done. That's what I'm saying. So, like, so the, the, the coaches will not play players that they know will help them win. Here's, but here's how they're able to do it. Here's how it works. Enos Cantor can score. He can get boards. Is a contributor. I hope he ends up with another team this year because he can play meaningful basketball. He should. He can help somebody for real. But you know what else he does? Continue to gain value if I put him on the floor with my fan base. Mm. I don't want them upset when I move him. But out of sight, out of mind. That's why before players get traded, you hear all of these reports about their character and what's negative about them and all of the things you can't physically see because there have been people that have come to the game and cheered for you. There have been people that have bought your jersey. There are people that see you play. Like, man, okay. Cantor can get points. Cantor can get boards. Okay. You know, I'm watching all these Knicks games, and they're in close games. They always lose. They're up, and then they lose. It happens every single night. They're up, and then they lose. They're up, and then they lose. And it happened. They call a timeout at the end of the game. You know, sometimes the, the TV timeouts are over. They burned all their commercials, and it's a close game, so they, they they keep the cameras on the huddles. I'm watching the Knicks huddle, and this Cantor is just walking around it, not paying <laughs> any attention, looking into the crowd, you see thinking about snacks. The report came out about his diet, like things like that. Of course. That, that didn't happen to you, did it? Absolutely. Every time you get traded, every time you get (laughs) traded, there are things that are happening off wax that people can't prove if they're true or false. Now, when you make them a narrative for the public, the first thing the public, their default mechanism is, oh, he's making millions of dollars, you know, just shut up and play. Like, they don't even comprehend what's being said. So now when you say Cantor's like, he's not eating healthy. Then people say, oh, he's not disciplined. He's not focused. He don't want it. What'd they say about you? When I got traded from, uh, Indiana, Indiana to Chicago, my minutes just got started getting reduced. And then it was like, oh, he don't embrace the young players that we have, which was a lie. Jonathan Bender, Al Harrington, Jermaine O'Neal. These were three players that graduated, that, that graduated from high school and entered the draft. Those was like my little brothers. So I'm seeing that like just because a couple of us kind of play the same position and we want the same minutes, that don't mean we ain't 100. Things like that. When I got traded from the Bulls, it was like, oh, he's selfish. What? Not sharing the ball? (laughs) Yes. You don't share the ball. Well, the last time I checked, when I played for the Bulls, they need me to score. <laughs> I'm thinking you look up at the scoreboard. Somebody got to get to 100. Yeah, the 19-year-old Eddie Curry ain't getting it done. <laughs> right, right. Like, we got to get to 100 tonight. You know, if we going to have a chance. I stopped cursing in Chicago for that reason. I really did. I stopped cursing in Chicago because I saw myself on film cursing at the ref. And I looked in the background it was like my two-year-old daughter sitting on the front row. Oh, no. And I didn't like that vision. Mariah, 
Oh, no. I did not like that visual. So I stopped cursing that year, gave it up for Lent. And the other reason why, I wanted to work in television. So I wanted to start practicing the habits that I was going to be able to use in this business. How many times have you cursed since then? I use TV curse words every now and then. I've heard you curse like twice. Yeah, every now and then. But it's sometimes, by sometimes you'll, you'll preface it where you're quoting somebody and be like, I don't curse, but I'm, you know, yeah. get ready to Because Jacoby. that's emotional. Yeah. And you do it off wax too. You'll, yeah. We'll be hanging out. You'll be like, I don't curse, but this is what they said. Yeah. I'm like, all right, Jalen. Like, I'm not going to get mad at you if you curse. Well, well I got to promise to a higher being. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm telling somebody I'm going to do certain things. I got to be accountable to that man. Uh, when I you tell people I mean? that you don't curse, they don't believe me. I know. I'll be around people for years, they don't realize it. That's how you step your vocabulary up. I can still talk slick. Mm -hmm. I can still talk fly. Of course. I can still get angry. I can still be happy. I learned without using curse words. I learned during doing stand-up the curse words are a crutch in that environment. Correct. You can make people laugh just by saying it. But like it's like, all right, fine. Like I know I can get a bigger laugh if I use this F word right here. Correct. But let me be intelligent and write something that gets the same size laugh without relying on the curse word. Coming up soon, Jalen and Jacoby stand up comedy. No, you doing it. I'm not doing it, you doing it. I'm definitely doing it. You're doing it. Let's let's book it. You're gonna do stand it. up, we're gonna film it, we're gonna put it on the show. I'll help you. I'm, I'll make sure you won't fail. I'll do it. I'll make sure you won't fail. No, no you'll probably fail. Yeah, don't I'll, say I'll, that. Do I can. <laughs> I'll do everything I can to help you. Because it's not that hard. I got you. We have break news. You know what? We don't do a lot of investigations. We don't do a lot of research. We don't do a lot of preparation on this program. But we have and look, I got on Reg earlier in the show. Turns out, Reg is on the ground reporting, investigating. He's a journalist. Reg went to Rams camp over the weekend. And he was like, you know, social media era. So you know what he's doing? He's like, hey, I'm going to put this on IG Live. I got exclusive assets. I got Aaron Donald over there stretching. Yep. Todd Gurley stretching. I'm going to put this I'm gonna put this on wax. Yep. Reg, how long did it take, Reg, before they came over? 30 seconds and someone comes over. Yep. 30 seconds and someone comes over. You don't think the Rams are a little extra secure about their practices and information due to their opponent this weekend, do you? I don't make up the stories. They just happen and we report them. I got love for Marshall Falk. That's my dog. Mm -hmm. Shout out. And by the way, the author to me of the new era back, being able to not only play three downs and run like a running back, but also catch like a wide receiver. Yep. He told me from his mouth to my ears, they lined up and ran a play in the Super Bowl for the first time that year. As soon as they started the call, the entire Patriots defense started saying the exact same call. What? It's good preparation. They're prepared. We had never run the play before. You know they say it ain't cheating if you ain't if you you're, if you, you ain't cheating you ain't trying. I say it's not cheating if you can't prove it. All I know is it did get proven. That's uh -uh. why they got punished and Roger Goodell destroyed the evidence. You sound like a die easy pass fan. I want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast, and I want to thank everybody in advance for reaching out to Jalen Rose on social media tomorrow because it's his birthday. It's his birthday month, and he wants all the love. Yep. Thank you so much for listening. We got 
Marcus Spears in for Jalen tomorrow and Thursday. So excited to hear what Swagoo has to say about the big game this weekend. Tune in tomorrow. Why do we have a show tomorrow? Done. We're not done. We're not done. Guys, I love them. Speaking of the hobbits, let's talk about LeBron James. All I care about is my nipples. Seriously. <laughs>